last week we, uh, uh, as Pastor Aslan, it's hard to call your daughter Pastor. I changed your diapers. <laughs> she spoke on new beginnings. We've been doing a whole month of new beginnings since we had Easter. And if anything's a new beginning, it's Jesus coming and setting us free to a new beginning. And so I was studying this week, and I realized after a couple of days that I was pretty much just teaching her same message with different scriptures about how small a new beginning is. And the Bible says, you know, don't despise a small beginning. And it, it's, it's, a, it, it's, a powerful, it's a powerful belief. It's a powerful place to, to stand and say, this little thing that I'm doing, that little seed in God's hand. I don't know what it's going to make. But it takes time. It takes watering. But that's not where the Lord led me to the end. I went from there and realizing, well, I have small beginnings. And I appreciate small great beginnings because they are powerful according to the word of God. But there are a few of us that it doesn't matter how many times we start something, it gets stolen. It gets ripped away from us. To where, uh, you know, I even said, you know, I tell people, said, well, you know how you become a, a, pac a, 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 a pacifist? I mean, uh, a pessimist. You know how you become a pessimist? Years of being an optimist. You know, having your hope taken from you. Having those positive words taken from you. And I see it working on me. I don't have the patience that I did at one time. Something is coming along because of life, because of disappointment, because, you know, what people think of you, say, they, it starts to steal my beginnings. And I love beginnings. Tomorrow, guess what? When the sun comes up, you know what it is? It's a, it's, it's, it's a new day. It's a new beginning. And it's a day that I can be better than I was today. It's a day that I can, I, I, I don't have to make the mistake that I made today. That's a new beginning. But then there are some of us who have it stolen every time. I mean, I, I don't even want to go to New Year's resolutions. How many have been keeping up with your New Year's resolutions? And, yeah. You know, how many times you said, I'm never going to eat a cake or chocolate again? Yeah. You know. I'm going to eat more veggies. My Brussels sprouts is going to look good to me. I'm sorry. That's faith that you don't have. <laughs> you know, roll it in cheese and fry it, whatever you want to. It's still a Brussels sprout. <laughs> so I'm going, to, I'm going to give a list. I'm going to put up a list. And, and I want you to really look at the word. Look, look. And how many of you identify with some of these words? Because at the end of the service, I believe someone if not many, are going to be set free so that they can press through to a new beginning. And it's just like this, some people want a new beginning and, you know, and they, you know, they sniffle and, oh, I got a new beginning. You know, my sinus is cleared up. You know, Jesus healed me. God bless you. <laughs> I'm so happy for you. You know, I've been praying for 30 years to get rid of your sinus. Some of us have to press through. And the Bible tells us you need to recognize if that's you. Because 
These things can have long-term effects. Let's look at these. Pressing through to a new beginning. I'm, I, I just put that up there. I realize no one here has suffered from rejection. but and In fact, I just want you to know this is pretty much a list for me. But I'm going to see who wants to join with me here. Rejection, unforgiveness, wanting revenge. Trouble you don't deserve. I didn't ask for this. The desire to give up. I'm done. Boy, if I had a nickel for every time I say I'm done, that's my word. I'm done. Hard times and trials. Disappointment with people. No. Disappointment with your mate. Disappointment with your family. Disappointment with relatives. Disappointment with God. Abandonment. Let me tell you, this is this. If any of these ever turn into, you know, for some people, just the, the devil taking light, life into something, it's this one. People who experience abandonment through their parents, through friends, through uh, people they've married from children. There are children who abandon their parents, and there's parents who abandon their children. Self-pity. You know, each one of these can all work down to the end of the day. It's just self-pity. Woe is me. People-pleasing. I, I have to please everybody. Self-centeredness. Discouragement. Jealousy. Betrayal. We, the, each one of these can be a subject that we could teach for 30, 40 minutes on. Offense. I've been offended. The Apostle Paul is going to give us a scripture, and then we're going to do, go right straight through it, an expository teaching. Because the Apostle Paul, is, as I mentioned uh, in the past, and every time I mention him, you, to, to understand what he's going through. He was Saul, who used to have Christians, he would travel to have Christians stoned to death, put in prison shunned out of their community. And then he has a conversion, and he sent off, he sent off to teach these various people who he used to have imprisoned and murdered. He had to overcome his past. He, he would brag about how he's a Jew of the Jews. He was circumcised on the eighth day. He, he kept the law. When he was a Jew, he was a perfect Jew. Now he's a Christian, and now he's, he's the most evangelistic of all the Christians. And he has discovered something in his past and his present that he's got to deal with if he's going to have a new beginning. We just can't say, well, my New Year's resolution is this without recognizing what it is in the past. Let's take a look. And I, yes, I, 15 of those 16 I've experienced. And you know the bad thing about experience is you have experience in it. It's easy to run to them. I'm not running to something new. 
I'm running to something that I did as a teenager or I thought as a 20-year-old or happened to me when I was 30. He's like, well, I'm experienced. I'm sorry. You usually think experience is a good thing. Some of us are so experienced in abandonment, so experienced in offense, so experienced that it's just second nature to go to it. Are you with me? You must be because you're quiet. <laughs> so, unfortunately for so many of us, new beginnings don't just happen because it's a new day. Well, there's something at the end of the day that is going to crush it to cause you to doubt. Philippians, here's what we got. See that rock? Paul's going to talk about it. But whatever things we <laughs> were gained to me, whatever, whatever they were, bad things, good things, whatever things were gained to me, these things I have counted as loss because of Christ. More than that, I count all things to be lost in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ, Jesus my Lord. Compared. This, to have this victory. Paul is going to tell you, here's my victory. It is not found in this world. My victory is to understand. Understand him even in his sufferings. So that maybe I get to share in the resurrection. He was, he was counting everything in this, that good or bad, as loss. Unfortunately for, for all of us, you know, the Bible tells us, hey, sin is fun for a season. And there's even some of us who hold on to that. We remember, oh, boy, that was fun. It was wrong. It was wrong. But, wow, it was fun. Right behind it, you need to go, but I count it as loss. I'm not holding on to it. The, well, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them mere rubbish so that I may gain Christ. You don't hold the cross up here and, well, I remember this that happened to me. It's up here. And then who do you talk more about? This experience or what you were or what you became or your business or how much you have and and the cross gets smaller and smaller when it comes if we just compare your dialogue. Which is more important? You know what we're doing is we're holding that, that rope over our shoulder and trying to get to a new beginning, dragging a boulder. Can't be done. We can't keep pace with the spirit pulling a rock. We have to let it go. The good, the bad, the disappointing, the things that we cherish. Does it mean you don't cherish them anymore? No, it doesn't mean you don't cherish them anymore. It means you can let go of it when it's time to run. You're not going to worry about what lays, lies behind. You're not going to carry on that old conversation. You know what? Uh, to where I'm going, the next step that God has for me, I've got to give this person up. I've got to give this thing up. I've got to give this place up. Because it's just been revealed to me that it's holding me back. So the first steps for pressing through, 
discern what hinders you. And I'm not expecting you to know. Because if, if, if you know right now what's hindering you from reaching that thing in Christ, as soon as you discover it and, and you leave it that behind, you're, you've taken a step up. And you know what happens when you go higher? What happens when you go higher on a mountain? Higher on a mountain. You can see where further. You're going to see more. This isn't a, a one-time thing. You need, to, you need to take that step going, well, I never saw that before. And you, you overcome. And you're going, whoa, I never saw that before. You go higher and higher. It's not a one-time. This is a process that, that we continue in into getting to our new beginning. Now, I'm talking to you who... Always, you know, I don't have a problem with new beginnings. Some people who can't even think of a new beginning because they're so tied up in their pain, their betrayal, their loss, their hard times. And that's what my heart goes for because I've been in every one of those. Well, Paul had to let go of some things. We continue. And may be found in him, not having a righteousness of my, of my own derived from the law, not by keeping the law, but not by doing this, because I did that, but that which is through faith in Christ. Because of my faith in him, I can do this. Not because, of, not because I am doing it, but because of my faith in him. The righteousness which comes from God on the basis of faith. Did you hear faith twice in there? Because if it was works, he did the works. He kept the law. He did what was right in his mind, in his religious circle. But it comes down and goes, it's not that I'm doing it or I've done it. It's faith, Christ. The base of faith. I want to know Christ. Yes, to know the power of his resurrection. He wasn't going, and I'm going I'm going, I'm going to believe in the faith. I'm, I'm, I'm going to, so I can get a new job. So I can get a bigger house. So you know what that's called? It's a thing in prison. It's called jailhouse Jesus. As long as I'm in prison, I'm going to, I'm going to take hold of Jesus so Jesus can take me out of here and put me over here. And as soon as you get over here, Jesus is a memory. It's like God being an Uber driver. I'm, in, I'm here, and I want to be here. Hello, Jesus. I need a pickup. Yes, I'm at that dress, and I'd like to go there. And as soon as Jesus delivers you to that place, you tip him and go on your way. And guess what? Jesus does that, knowing knowing what you're going to do and hoping that you will see it. So we can get rid of this jailhouse Jesus mentality, this Uber driver Jesus. It's that, you know what? I'm not looking for just what I can get in this world, crying out to Jesus. I want to cry out for the big reward, to know resurrection. 
when we speak about resurrection, you know, there's things that need to come to life in this world that's died in you. I'm not just talking about the resurrection. I'm talking the resurrection of hope. The resurrection that died in you because of those things we mentioned or some other things. And we do it by faith. Oh, my. Paul discovers this. He He discovered what he wanted. You need to discover what do you want? You know, Jesus asked that question. He would go to, to uh, you know, someone who was blind or crippled, and he says, what do you want? It's like, uh? But that man needed to say what he wanted, not just be in need. This is what I want, Lord. And I cry out. He made him say, what do you want? What do you want? What's the old saying is nothing is dynamic until it becomes specific. The Bible tells us you have not because you. Now, I mean, there's a difference between calling for the Uber driver or jailhouse Jesus that I'm going to forget. I mean, Jesus takes the back seat or he gets a tip as soon as he drives me to the place I want to. As soon as he gives me the freedom. No. This is a lifestyle. I'm, he resurrected this, this, this death in my, my soul. And I'm going to go on and see him resurrect my hope in this world. I'm going to go on until he resurrects me from the dead. To, to get a bigger. But can we let go of that? And I want you to know, it's not a one-time thing. You know, you, you feel like the Lord has, you know, you, you have a great service or a prayer time. And you think, oh, God's, God has just set me free. Guess what? Tomorrow morning, you got to be set free of the same thing again because of those memories and those thoughts in your flesh. Because of your flesh desires. Tomorrow morning is not just a new beginning. It is a new day to let go. You're not let go in once. Going, well, I was set free of that spirit of anger. How many times? Because it's back. You know why it's back? Because you're so experienced in it. You know how to do it. And you took hold of it. You have to let go. Sometimes it's every day. Sometimes it's every hour. Then it turns into once a week then maybe once a month. Discover what you want. And these aren't easy for some people. I don't know what I want. I don't know what I want. I just want change. I just want difference. What change? Jesus is asking, what do you want? Can you say that? Can, Can you answer? What do you want? You'd be amazed how many people can't. I just know I'm sad. I just know this is wrong. I just know this is... Then let go of that rock and discover what that rock is and discover what it is you want. This is the process that Paul has us on. 
And if anybody, I've never known a worse story than Paul's. Accusations. When they were real, he really did have Christians killed. He really did. And he was the Jew of the Jews, and who does God send him to? The Gentiles. You know, Peter, who probably never went to synagogue in his life, who would it, God sends him to the Jews. That's, you know, you head up a church in Jerusalem. He put, he put both these men in a place where they had to let go of the past and discover what they want. Not my will, but thine. That's what I want. That's what I want. And if it means me being over here and feeling like nothing, I'll do it. If it means me standing up on the mountain and proclaiming, I'll do it. Because not me, you. And I can do it because I believe in you. I don't believe in me. I believe in you. And the power of your resurrection. Well, boy, we're going to do this and ministry in 16 seconds. That's the miracle that you're going to see today. Not that I've already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on. That's the picture. I'm going to press on, and when I get close enough, I'm going to take hold of it. That's not somebody who's there, but he's got the determination. He's going, because of faith, not because of me. I am going to press through to take hold. You don't well, I'm going to sit here and take hold of it. I'm going to press through. There's a wind in our face. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, letting go what is behind, repeating himself, and straining towards what is ahead. That strain. So numbers. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Number three, determine how to get it. What do I have to, I not only have to let go, I have to be able to verbalize what it is I want. And then when I've let go and I know what it is, you determine how to get it. You press through that thing. I let that thing go. I, I figure out what it is that I want. And once I figure out what I want, I'll see a path. And that's the way I have to go. That's how some of us have to find a new beginning. This is a moment. I'm not going to have people come down because when we have people come down, it's like, it, it all fills up with a third of you and the rest of you in the hallway. But I'm going to give you, an, you know, where, we're, where we are at your seat. If you recognize with anything that I put up there on that list, and I'll put the list back up. 
I'm going to call out freedom in the name of Jesus. That you are going to be able to recognize and let go of that thing. That doubt, that disappointment. You see, God's word says to all who mourn in Israel, his family, the chosen, that's us. He will give beauty for ashes, joy instead of mourning, praise instead of heaviness. You see, there's too many believers who have released dopamine in their body. When you give them a challenge, they say no, and they sit down. Let me tell you, you release something in you that satisfies you. I don't, I'm not going to take this challenge on, and you actually have something in your brain that release that you're more comfortable with being a failure and being sitting down and being hurt and damaged than it is to recognize that he has given us ashes. Uh, it's a beauty for ashes, joy for mourning. To let these things go. And I want you to know that when anyone takes hold of something and you, you release this dopamine in your body saying, I'm finding more satisfaction with being you know, th in this lack or this excuse or being abandoned or telling my story, getting on a, 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 a spirit of the pity, to be pitied. Do you know who takes advantage of that? The devil. It can become a demonic force. This thing talks to you now. Anytime you start to say hope, this thing talks to you at night. I want to talk to it today. If you can recognize it. So let's stand. If you know that your new beginnings from time to time get stolen from you, And you hear that voice at night that you think is doubt. And it could be. I'm going to speak the name of victory if you'll just recognize where you are. If you know what it is. If you think it's you. If you think you've experienced. Just raise a hand. Because I'm going to speak to all the hands that are reaching out for God right now. That are reaching out for God. I'm going to speak the name. That is victory. Supernaturally, something is going to change. So right now, Father... I speak to every hand that's raised. For those who've had their new beginning squashed, they've reached down and they've tried to, to figure out why their beginning keeps getting squashed, why their hope keeps getting squashed. Where's these voices coming from? Telling me I can't. I'm not. Right now, receive the name of victory. Father, I speak your son's name, the Lord Jesus Christ, on every one of them. You spirits, you're bound. You ex you're exposed. 
you self-doubt, you're exposed. In the name that's victory, the name of Jesus Christ, the risen Lord, the one that legally entered this world by a virgin birth and was raised to sit at the right hand of God the Father, ever interceding for you. Say the name of Jesus with me. Ready? Jesus. Once again, Jesus. Once again, Jesus.